When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where like we do every single week, we're here to talk about Rey Mysterio coming in, WrestleMania. We love this guy. Obviously, wrestling fans here. Right, Josh Kennedy from Facebook? Yep, yep. He was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. And uh, I'm glad, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched your first day of WrestleMania, but he finally put his son in his place. You know, his son's been mouthing off, being disrespectful to his mom, threw a drink in his sister's face. Rey Mysterio, he he pulled the belt off his costume, and he's like, he started whipping the man. Love it. It was that's, great. Uh, so Shout good. out Rey Mysterio with the dub after getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. It was sick. I think uh, I think WrestleMania is just a giant ever fool's joke, and I love it though. And people love it. It's, it's going it's on something. right now. Uh, they they turned it into like a two part thing, which is not what it was when I was watching wrestling back at you know ten years ago. But yeah, they, they want to make more money. It's at SoFi Stadium, eighty thousand seats per night. I guess yeah, they capitalize yeah. it on their money. I did hear that they had turned it into like a, an undercard day and a big day. Which well, the the first day had a couple of like pretty good ones. But yeah, I believe John Cena is fighting today for the United States Championship. We got uh, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes returning from AEW. I think this joke has gone on long enough. I think this is, I yeah, think I we can safely well. move on to the Marvel stuff. If you guys want us to talk about wrestling more often, that is not something we will do. We we will take your opinion on many things, including this next topic. But WrestleMania is not one of them. Because well, if you do though, let me yeah. know. I'll, I'll bother Coach Zach along. I'll bother Coach Zach along, and we'll we'll do oh. a wrestling episode. It'll be great. There you go. I do love that guy. Um, yeah, we got a little bit of Marvel news. We're also waiting for Secret Evasion trailer to go off. They've been saying it drops tonight all day. But what does tonight These, mean? They're going to let it drop at 11.59. It's going to be sick. Yeah, in that case, you're not going to get a response. But... Yeah, we'll watch it live if it pops up while we're recording. That's for sure, though. Yep, absolutely. We sure will. But we have, there's some other news that we want to talk about. Uh, we know we don't talk about the news. We did say something about doing a quiz, but we don't have contestants for it, which is fine. We'll We'll get a quiz eventually. But, oh uh, yeah, they did win the poll, so make sure you guys are on the lookout for that. I guess I didn't specify what they wanted to see next week. I just said what they want to see in the future, so we'll do another quiz. Loopholes, you guys can suck it. Uh, we have no respect for our fans. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. But there is some stuff we do want to talk about. I think this Jonathan Majors thing has gone on enough. Not that we've gotten enough information to have any educated opinion, right? but it's, it has put the Marvel Universe into a bit of flux. I made fun of it a little bit on April Fool's Day. Um, which is to make fun of it. I mean, it is a serious matter, but yes, what but it means the, to the Marvel universe isn't necessarily a serious matter. What, I will say woman, broad face. I do want to speculate on this a little, a little bit, but I, I, I believe that this is just kind of going to, going to be one of those things that kind of just goes away. I think um, he's too big of a star. I guess I don't know what actually happened. So there's nothing I can really speculate on, but if I had to guess things are going to move on exactly how they planned it before. And, you know, just yeah, which isn't an endorsement of if it should or shouldn't be that way. It's right. just an endorsement of the reality of the world. Um, 
But that man, like, he's fumbling the bag. He's like, he was, God, he did Lovecraft Crunchy. He did Ant Man. He did Creed. He did like a bunch of stuff all at like the same time. Within the last two years, he's had like six or seven projects come out, which just kind of happens from like the way that the filming was scheduled through COVID and yada, yada, yada. But the fact that his yeah. face is everywhere right now, it's it's a uh, it's a tough tough pill to swallow. If it ends, if I can't up think of the film right now, but there was a film going through the festivals. I you know because I do a little Oscar podcast stuff. He's supposed to be like an Oscar you know contending role, which things wasn't like these, it some military like, movie like plane movie. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But we we wanted to do we yeah I think it is a military movie. All right, anyway, so what we want to do is we want to talk about a little bit of what could happen. Well, let's bring in Tim in the comment section. Cause he came in pretty much immediately. I always appreciate you being here. It's found to be a fault. that could always do a storyline to keep, uh, you know, just replace the actor. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of, I mean, uh, of the multiple options, this is one of them. So let's talk through it. Yes. Is it, is it feasible at this point to just recast? They've done it before. I um, was just going to say recasting was kind of like uh taboo for a little bit there, but at this point they're just doing it all willy nilly and they've been going on for 20 years. So it's like, are they, is Liv Tyler going to come back for the next Avengers movie? That's speculating, but we don't know if she's yeah. going to show up. And if they recast Betsy Ross, would anyone actually care? Like yeah, three people? No, no. <laughs> exactly. This is a little bit bi- the bigger name. Uh, it's a little bit more like out there, you know, you're kind of pushing, one person has a big deal, so it's harder to recast that person. But I think it's well within the structure of Marvel to just, hey, you guys are adults. You know what happened. We recast. Like, Yeah. You know, yeah, and they, they kind of at some point just have to stop babying the fans. Like, I get that you want consistency among the storyline, and I'm, I'm a big proprietor of that as well. The fact that, like, we might be getting some of our favorite characters back is awesome. But at the same time, like the reality is if you committed a crime, you should probably, you know, be punished and not be starring in kids movies. I am curious to know. I mean, when you think about recasting, I mean, do you like, how do you recast roles? He's already filmed for in like refilm things. Like, I don't know how far along. Well, they call this most films, the Ezra Miller take (laughs) that actor. uh, He, they, got in big trouble for like robbing a house. So they delayed the movie, delayed the movie. And now the flash is finally coming out this year. And from what I've been hearing, it's like next level amazing. So they're not, they're not recasting Ezra. The fact that DC is taking a complete reboot right now. I think that character might get re, you know, just recast later down the line. But at this point they chose, they're choosing to release the movie with Ezra Miller in the starring role. And that's just what DC's doing. And I, I would argue that, you know, Jonathan Majors being the main antagonist for the future of the MCU is a bigger deal than a one-off Flash movie, even though I love the Flash. Right. It is, yes. I mean, you got there's a lot of balls to juggle. I think Marvel could go that way. Like you said, I think the likely scenario is they just they put their head in the sand and legal process can take years and there's usually a settlement well, with who knows that's that's the big that's kind of the big issue is like i guess it really depends on what happens to him is he going to be able to keep living his life normally is he going to be indicted i don't, I don't know what's going to happen there but if like they have to keep this this machine this marvel machine stops for no one i mean no, chadwick really boseman is was a huge part of the mcu and it's not like anyone even considered just dropping the whole storyline they're like nope i guess we just don't have that character anymore and i don't think they're at fault for doing that. But if they do it again, I mean, you got to do, you got to do, man. Money's got to keep flowing. Here's what I think is a more interesting take 
on the because I've seen this take around. Tim just jumped in the comments and said, "Thank you again, Tim." This this idea of well, you can just it's multiverse. Just pick a different actor and say that's why. I almost wouldn't do that. I would almost just be like, "Nah, it's this." Because I think they want to do the same Kang that was in Quantum Manium. I think they want it to be that Kang, right? So I would still have it just be that Kang, and it's just a different actor, and that's just the way it is. Like you said, don't, we don't need a baby people. We don't need to like say it's a different multiverse one. We saw no one the, even, the bunch I'm, of faces in the after credit. Did anyone care when we recast Rhodey? No, because it was like early on in the MCU, and that was they didn't acknowledge it. They didn't do anything. They didn't do a special storyline of explaining why it's a different actor. They're just like, hey, couldn't get a deal done with Terrence Howard. Welcome in Don Cheadle. Moving on. Yep, and I think that's what that's what I would if I was going to do the recast route. The things we have to do, right? You can't do the change the storyline route. You can't just be like Kang Dynasty doesn't exist anymore. anymore. Exactly. Right. But you, I mean, theoretically, there hasn't been enough movies for it to like really be a big deal. Right yeah, now, who they're gonna really... switch them out with? You know. Yeah. The, the bigger problem is like, what are you gonna do? Well, Marvel's ten years in the future already, as far as like what they're planning. So it's not like you can just re- retroactively take through an entire, probably three, four years of storyline. They're just like, oh, well, guess we're not doing that anymore. That's not gonna happen. They're not scrapping it. Yeah, exactly. So it's the Kang is going to exist. It's just yep. a matter of. Is it going to be Jonathan Majors or someone else? I don't, but I, I just, just to say my point, I don't want it to be like a, oh, it's a different multiverse. That's why it looks different. Like, just don't even, don't even acknowledge it. Just literally, if you recast, just put a new actor in. Don't even acknowledge that it's a different actor. We're adults. We get it. Like, we can. But I mean, adults, kids get it. Like kids. I was gonna say, it. yeah. I mean, in like, that's the thing is like, the kids don't even really care. <laughs> Once they get a little bit older, they care a little bit. But when they get to that point, they kind of understand how the world works a little bit better, and they just kind of move on past it. So it's, I get that it's fan service to keep the same actor around, but when it stops being a profitable idea, just recast the character. We'll, we'll see if this happens. I mean, I got nothing but respect for Jonathan Major's acting ability. I think he's fantastic in everything I've seen him in. And I hope he gets to move forward as this character, you know, barring what actually happened. And he, you know, is. Yep. And I, at, at the end of the day, I, I guess is my other take when you we sort of dance around the moral question of like, oh, what, what should we think? What should we want? I am not in charge, right? We are the right, Marvel exactly. stuff podcast. We have nothing to do with Marvel. The business joke. It's Marvel's decision. It's their moral dilemma. If they put him in the movies, I'm going to watch the movies. Yes. Like, it's not, I'm not here to make the moral choice of if he should or shouldn't be in the movies. I'm just here to watch Marvel movies. So it, I leave that kind of up to them. That's, that's how I take it anyway. Right. Yeah. No, it's a fair way to look at it. It's like we don't have any control. Our opinions aren't really taken into consideration in big time decisions like this. I mean, it's not like they're just like, Oh, I wonder if the two hosts on Marvel stuff podcast or any of the other podcasts or fans are like fan fairs or fan pages. Yeah, it on should social though, media. I could have made quantum Manium better. I feel confident in, uh, in that assessment. I feel confident. I could have made quantum Manium better. Yeah. That movie wasn't that great. Eventually, I we do have one friend who's shown up uh, on, the, on my other podcast, Jacob Stever, who defends that very adamantly, and I, I want to get him on here and put him in the hot seat because I don't understand how you could love Quantum Manium. It, it it was okay, it's just at best. It's yeah, it's just super mid. Um, the yeah, Tim brings up kind of the last thing Marvel could do, which is just delay. I think they delayed things. I don't think they can. 
it's yeah, it's tough. Not not in like DC had the liberty of doing that because a lot of the future of the DC universe was already up in the air. There wasn't like an established game plan at that point, and they were just kind of making decisions on a whim. And when that one came up, they're like, "Hey, let's delay." Flash movie can come out in two years, and if people are still mad, we just can the thing and you know lose hundreds of millions of dollars. But that's not the decision that ended up happening. They're releasing the movie this year, like I'm talking about. And I don't think Marvel has that opportunity because in two to three years, we're on to the next Avengers movie. That That's that's the blessing and the curse of having a universe like this. It's like, it has to keep moving. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, that definitely the biggest uh, biggest problem with delaying is that there's he's connected to too many movies at this point. We already know he's connected to so many movies. Yes. Um, there's just nothing you could do about it. Whereas, like, if he was, you know, if he was Ant-Man, right? If he was Ant-Man instead of Kang, you could survive just not having Ant-Man come out for a couple years. Right. Put a couple post-credit scenes in, things make sense, whatever. Well, yeah, they can just explain people disappearing, like uh, Thor and Hulk weren't in Civil War. They're just like, oh, yeah, off in space. We don't know where Banner is. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, but you just can't do that when it's the bad guy for everybody at this point, really. He's exactly. He's shown it to be the bad guy, everything. But I think that's it's an interesting topic. But again, I don't want to speculate. I don't spend all day speculating on that because we could do it all day, and then it turns out it's fine. Ooh, all of it's happens. wrong. Yeah, that's 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 like you know, it's fun to speculate a little bit. But at the same time, you know, this 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 episode episodes like this just don't age well. Because if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong, and no one's gonna go back and look. Mm, they called it two weeks early. Like, what are we I, doing here? I am curious if you guys. I mean, you guys are. In, we're going to put a poll, poll up at the end of this. If you guys want us to talk more about this news when it breaks, let us know. We normally don't do it because we think we have boring opinions. We know that like we're not going to hot take it like a lot of people, and so we don't want to waste your time. But if you guys enjoy listening to us break news a little bit more, let us know. That's, That's what we're going to do today. If you like it, your boy we'll got his more. degree in journalism for a reason. <laughs> I, I can be there. He is your boy. I, I, I I am. Yeah, no, that was me. Uh, all right let's move on to other other news then i think there was uh the daredevil news about well i guess it's again it's sort of speculation but it sort of seems like it was news i feel confident in this assessment that it's supposed to be uh daredevil was gone during the blip in historic yeah, kingpin came up and uh he's eventually going to become mayor of new york now if they go with this storyline, uh, I'm, I'm a big comic book head, as most of you guys know, and they just recently kind of did the story, and it was called Devil's Reign, and Daredevil was the main character, and it was just Kingpin being in the position of power as mayor of New York, and it was a very intriguing storyline. He used the Purple Man. He got him in like this weird, almost satellite thing where he broadcast his powers across New York, and he convinced everyone to vote for him. And that's how he rose to power. I don't. I mean, they're probably not going to go about it that way. But it was a fun storyline to read. And Daredevil versus the Mayor of New York is a crazy storyline, especially because Kingpin hired some like former villains as like the new police force. It was very comic booky, but they could take some of the ideas and apply it to mm-hmm. a really good Daredevil show. And I'd be really excited to really excited to see that. I think yeah. I think the best part of having any street level hero is is when this the town itself sort of is the enemy like yep. a lot of spider-man the issue is like how do you deal with the public relations of it 
I think well, yeah, Norman Osborn was he was like, you know, the darling in some comic books where he's just like, Oh, he gives a charity. Why are you trying to mess with him, Spider-Man? And obviously yeah, he had that's ill intent. Yeah. And it's good stuff. I think that's the best part about Kingpin is this idea that like and it's well, penguin with Batman, stuff like that. It's yep. this idea of I'm taking on this bad guy, but the whole world kind of thinks I'm the one who sucks. And yep. I think that makes it really cool for someone like Daredevil who like has, he also has to deal with like the law and what he can and can't do. And also makes it very exciting for Punisher being, it sounds like he's <laughs> going to be a pretty big part of this show. And the fact that it could be that, that duo just kind of taking on New York one block at a time. Sounds pretty sweet. Yep. I think I'm excited. I mean, we've got, you guys already know that we are excited for Daredevil. Yeah, it's probably I mean, the thing I'm most excited for. Hey, I, we already had an episode where they did all these announcements, and I specifically said it was the thing I'm looking forward to the most because I love Daredevil. Yeah, and all the details I keep hearing coming out, so it's not because it's such a big show. I think it is going to have a couple. That's another recasting. We think Vanessa got recast. No one cares, but you know she also got recast in the MCU. It's just it just gonna it's just gonna keep happening, and that's uh, I don't think that's a problem. That's true. yeah. So I think that's an interesting news bit. Uh, the Fantastic Four news. Yes. They got a new. They got a new writer. Uh, this this news kind of hits on two fronts. You brought up the first front, which is annoying. It just seems like the movie's never going to come out. The more yeah. they switch things, they keep changing. Like it, the, the fact that they changed the writer means there's no script, which means there's been no progress. And there's probably has. I don't even know if they've casted the, the Fantastic Four yet. And it, it's just slow moving, dude. I think we're in like a lull for Marvel in the MCU as a whole, like we're not getting shows right now. Clearly we're doing filler episodes because they chose to cut back on some of these. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, Marvel's always going to be in the zeitgeist, but you don't want to over pollute. It's a, it's a tough thing to balance for sure. Yeah. But I just think you want, because we've talked about this, you want your big names to get people excited. Yes. So we want good news on fantastic four. We want to hear, look at this cool casting. Look at yeah. it. Like it seems like the X Men are kind of on track. We're getting like, oh, there's going to be X Men. I think they're there's good. I think they have so much that's already been filmed or is in the process of being filmed. Just because of the X Men are coming before the Fantastic Four, I can pretty yeah. much guarantee that. And that's that's fantastic because they're the they're the big names. But at the same time, I mean, Fantastic Four is Marvel's first family, and I really want to see that and how they play with our our characters. Um, there's a lot of fan speculation about them coming from other multiverses and things. And th there's a lot of interesting storylines you could do with the Fantastic Four here. But we All don't right. know what they're doing because they don't know what they're doing, which exactly. is frustrating. It's frustrating yeah. that we're – I just want to hear positive news. I want to hear movement. Um, but on the other side of the coin, it's the writer from Avatar. It's, yes, The Way of Water. Which is a movie I like. We reviewed but I don't the know that the writing was anything I liked. Yeah, we did. That's true. The CGI was next level. That's what made it that good. The actual writing was like, okay, the the friendship between the boy and the alien whale, which I know he doesn't like him being called whales, but name it something simpler and then I won't call it a whale. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, yes, uh, I mean, it's definitely not combined with the fact that it's bad news. Yeah. And it's not like an actively really cool piece of, you know, it's not like, Oh, hey, James Cameron is the new director of. He'll never do it. <laughs> He's never going to do more. Like, like, something like that, then at least it's like, okay, you're changing it, but you're changing it to a name that excites me. Yeah. That's not what it is. So I don't. 
we'll see how that one goes. But uh, switching gears a little bit, I think it's either confirmed or very, very strongly implied by the voice actor who's doing Venom. Uh, Spider-Man 2, the video game's coming in September now. That seems Ooh. to be the speculation. And I know I Coach is obsessed. Best. We did a video game ranking podcast. and the, the first one took your number one. It's one of the best <laughs> games there is. Can't Did you even... play the Miles Morales one? Because I I have not, but I have played the first Spider Man one now, and I will yeah, get Miles, around to Miles. But Miles, it's just it's the same game. It's just with a cool little tiny tiny story, which is a little annoying. But uh, yeah, I like it. When we uh, have we got anything about our uh, our friends over at the Secret Invasion yet? Have you seen the poster at least? Uh, I have seen the poster. And it, it kind of like. <laughs> almost heavily implies that there's a scroll that is in the place of Nick Fury, and I didn't love that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, we already do know that. We already know that there is one because it shows it's in a. It's in the. What yes. movie is that in? Where it shows? Yeah, where it shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember which movie it is, but yes. Oh, I can't think of it now. Someone in the comments, let me know what movie it is that it shows. Someone is in the place of, of Nick Fury. Although I don't, I think there's going to be the human Nick Fury is going to be the. Yeah, the main character. The main character here. Uh, Amelia Clark, she's going to be great. I think, uh, I mean, we, we've we seen the first initial trailer from months ago that where we got it. Got us excited in the first place. But yeah, we were, we were looking forward to this new one dropping. But if, we'll get does, if the trailer ever really does uh, drop. But I think, I mean, this is a show I'm excited about. So I guess we'll, we'll chat on it for just a minute before the trailer drops, if it does or doesn't. I think I'm getting more excited for the show, although it is interesting because you think about it, the fact that someone as big time as Samuel Jackson is doing a TV show. It's like, yeah, wild. but there's an SNL skit that was just a few weeks ago where like everybody's doing TV shows now, especially for Apple TV, because he already has an Apple TV show that came out like a year and a half ago. Wait, he does? <laughs> yes, he does. Huh. It's know. like the what Tales of Ptolemy Gray or something like that. I forget the exact title, but uh, yeah, Apple TV. Which, if you guys aren't watching Ted Lasso right now, you're making the wrong decisions in life because it's wholesome and wonderful. It is wholesome and wonderful. It's one of the best shows. It's the only reason to get Apple TV. Well, it was the reason I got Apple TV. Well, that, that's something once we're kind of we finish up on the Marvel section. We haven't done our extra credit in quite a while. We'll talk about the uh, things we're doing outside of the MCU once we finish up the news here and then uh, button her up, call it an episode, huh? All right. I love it. Let's go ahead and check. You got your. Uh, YouTube yeah, up. I just I, I got a feeling maybe it'll be nine o'clock Eastern Standard. It's eight fifty-five currently, so it, cool. it's right. not. I got I got something for you though. In the meantime, okay. All right, I'll give you a little preview, a little preview to our to our quiz. I wrote a bunch of them, but I'll just give you a, I'll give you a preview to get get you warmed up for next week. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta get a one up on whoever I'm going against. <laughs> I mean, I won't use the same questions next week. No, but no, just... no, no, no. This has got to be the bonus. <laughs> I get the bonus no. for showing up. It's it's my attendance reward. <laughs> All right. It's, I think it's a fun quiz. I think it's different if you're listening along while we kill these five minutes waiting for this trailer. Uh, play along. See if you can if you can sort of nail what the theme of these quizzes and how it kind of works. All right. This is a good one. Ready? The, the answers are names of movies. That names might of movies. Yep. I don't know if I needed to tell you that, but it's sort of been a question anyway. All right. This film, based on an incredible true story, shed light on the corruption of the, Chap the Catholic Church and the new story that broke it. Bro, what? This is not Marvel related. It is very Marvel related. I didn't say it was a Marvel movie, but it is Marvel related. Is it the? Is that one Spotlight? Is Spotlight, it is the Spotlight. Right one? Okay, yeah, yeah. 
I'll gotcha. show gotcha. you an easy one, the one I knew you'd get. There was a keyword in there that gave it away. Is it the Catholic Church thing in Daredevil? <laughs> is no. that the connection? <laughs> What's so this is how the quiz the quiz is gonna work like this. Anyone playing along? You gotta get the name of the movie and you gotta get the connection. Okay. Which I, sh- I could have said beforehand, but we're doing this off the cuff. So I'll yep, read it one more sure. time. This film, based on an incredible true story in the light of corruption of the Catholic Church and the new story that told the world. Okay. Where's, yep. where's our mm-hmm. Marvel connection? Mm-hmm. Lois Lane. No, the word is <laughs> incredible. It has the Incredible Hulk in it. Come on. Oh, you're looking for a word. Okay, yeah. I, I get know, it now. I, I get it now. That's why I wanted to give you a little preview because it is it is tough. If we would do a full breakdown, I would have done an example. Also, to be clear, I know Lois Lane is DC. Don't at me. I was just being a tool. <laughs> I would like all of you guys to add him for the record. I didn't even realize you said Lois Lane, but that is funny. Yeah, I did. did not accept it. All right. Things are not so black and white when a man falls in love with someone based solely on her voice. What's the name of the movie and what's the connection oh to Oh my Marvel? God, solely on her voice? Uh, is this the Key and Peele sketch where he falls in love with the girl that he never talks to? <laughs> you know what sketch I'm talking about. She's dead. No, She's dead. I, I've never seen this sketch. Oh That's my funny. God. It's the greatest. Um, falls in love with her based uh, purely on her voice. Oh, um, Little Mermaid. Yes? No, she doesn't have a voice. The opposite. It's <laughs> the opposite scenario. Or it's you one more time. See if you can find the keyword. Might help you retrace the steps. Maybe. Okay. Things aren't so black and white when a man uh-huh. falls in love based solely on her voice. I get that it's a black and white thing. Well, only well, it's not black and white. Only one of those words. Well, Black weird. Panther, right? Oh, I think that's I think that's where we're going. No, we're not going it's Black a, Panther. It's not Black Panther. Well, it says the word black in their name. Uh, Widow, Black Widow. Black Widow. So it's a ScarJo movie. Oh, I haven't watched too many ScarJo movies though. Oh, you've first off. Okay, so the answer is the movie Her. Which, oh, I do know her. Yes, that's Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yep. I haven't seen it, but I do know of it. That's a, well, that's a that's a fun. That's going to be a fun a, quiz, that's coach. A, it's a tough quiz. It took me a long time to like to put it together. Put these stupid little these stupid little word connections that like. That's the best way to do it, though. I love the fresh stuff. For, what do you guys think of this fresh stuff we're doing on the Marvel stuff podcast? All right, we're gonna do one more because this is this is a fun yep. one. Okay. Uh, a man is happy to take his son a cross-country trip and teach him all about the food truck business. Happy Hogan. Uh, good. Happy to take a food truck across the country. Uh, so, John Favreau. It's John Favreau. It's, it's my favorite John Favreau movie, actually. Uh, yeah, but you're you're referencing like kind of obscure movies. Her won it an Oscar. <laughs> Her made a bunch of money. No, okay. I'm betting my I'm betting a decent majority of our audience has maybe watched you're right. both her and the movie Chef with John Farrow. Well, your boy is not one of them. Because so, <laughs> I have not seen either of those movies. So maybe that gives you that's what I'm saying. But maybe now you have a week to just study watch, try and watch movies. all of movies in history. Every movie that had any MCU actor in it, which at this point is every movie. All of them. Yeah, that's going to be fun with Samuel L. Jackson. That's for sure. (laughs) Dude's got a bat catalog. There's not a lot of, I mean, theory. I guess I can fit the weird theory into something. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything on this trailer thing, but uh, what have you been doing, coach? Anything good? (laughs) Let's just do a little, uh, yeah, a little, little what have Uh, I been doing? So here's the, here's the, so my baby loves 
football. Yep. Okay. And Mando. Mando. So one, it's always very funny. Every Wednesday, she knows this is actually a compressor. She's she knows what day Wednesday is. That is she knows what day Wednesday is. And she knows that as soon as like her butt gets changed in the morning, wake up, change butt, get ready. She knows to be like Mando. 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 And I'm like, yeah, no, are you serious right watching now? Mando, like, dude. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. Time. Um, so that's always my fun. daughter was uh, was a daddy's girl all day today, and then at the very end of the day, I uh, shaved my face before she went to bed, and uh, she cried. <laughs> wasn't wasn't a big fan of the bald face daddy. She's uh she was she's not super pumped hopefully she gets over that pretty quick but i didn't think about that all that much before i decided to uh shave it and grow it out thicker so now it's a yeah it's a that's what just happened to me so that bummed me out get there. the other thing is is this baby she always wants she wants to watch me play madden i'm sick of playing madden like i actually that's impressive. Want to, i want to play my mass effect i want to play through mass effect again in a while but she always wants to go upstairs and she always just points to the TV and just football, football. I'm like, oh. That's funny, dude. Now I, uh, I've been playing a lot of video games lately, but I did, I got the Arkham games again, even though I put a hundred to 150 hours into each of them, they were, it was like five bucks for all three of them on. And I never played it on PlayStation. I was like, Oh, I haven't played through these in like five years. So I started playing Arkham Asylum again. And that's uh it's just drawing me back to whenever it came out in 2009. Nine. Tell yeah, the audience what you've been thinking of uh of Midnight Suns. Also, audience, tell us if you guys have played Midnight Suns. Yeah, I've um so I check my PlayStation app often when it comes to the trophy stuff, and it tells you like the percentage of people that have like completed that trophy, right? And people are not sticking with Midnight Sun. So I just beat the first like official part to like the New York section. Mm-hmm, and you get yeah. an achievement for that. And it was like only 33% of players have gotten to that point. So like a third of the people that play this game have gotten past the first part. And I think it's it's two, is it two or three parts? You've played through it all it's the way. Three parts. So yeah. that's yeah, that's fascinating to me. But- yeah, I finally got my boy Wolverine, so I'm very excited about that. I played I played a couple rounds with him and he's uh he's a fun one for sure. I like Midnight Suns though. It it's it it takes some of the best parts of like the old classic Marvel video games, and then like it's cool that you have like a home base you can explore through and like build friendships and go on friend dates with everyone there and train with them. So you get a you get a bonus for the next time you bring them on a mission with you, and you get to unlock different skins and stuff. It's just like a really good game. I think the only thing that like ha- people hate about it is that it's a it's a turn based card game. But I got over that very quickly, and I I do enjoy it quite a lot. I'm I, playing. Yeah, I've gotten to the point now that I play like on the highest difficulty, and like trying like once you like really understand how the cards work together and like yeah. each person's like abilities and like how to use them, their decks get like really interesting, and like how you level the cards up and what like bonus perks you get, like it gets cool, and every yeah. character is cool. <laughs> It's, it's hard to get me to replay a video game. As I just said, I've replayed Arkham a million times, but that's like one of the few exceptions where now if I beat a game, I'm like, all right, check it off the list, moving on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, it's hard. We're old, man. It's hard to keep those standards going. But it's fun. I like all the characters in it. I like the sort of the different dynamics, especially because they're different than the MCU versions of themselves. Not the yes, I do, I do like that a lot. Uh, yeah, the, like you said, there's some... Um, non-mcu characters ones that might be showing up later like i love that nico from the runaways is in it that's pretty cool 
Like that was an obscure Hulu show from six years ago that I actually didn't finish, but I did read the entire first graphic novel and it's, it's, it's good stuff. Like they're, yeah, they're fun characters. She's awesome. And she's game. awesome. Yes. She's really she cool. And I love magic. Magic's freaking sweet too. Like just, you know, X-Men, but raised in limbo. Uh, she was in new feels, mutants. The movie she feels she very was, DC. She feels like a teen Titan. Really? Oh, you that. feel okay. That's I fun. Like yeah, man. I don't mind that. Like she's a teen Titan. Maybe it's just cause that show is so goth and, God, yeah, but like that's how you you get me interested in things. <laughs> I know, no, I do I'm like a goth enthusiast. <laughs> I do like magic, and she's got. I, mean, I don't know if you've leveled. Once you level up a character's friendship all the way, you get to. I've not like done a, that yet. You get to do like a special mission for them to unlock their like their super Ooh, card. That's and sick, she, dude. I'm gonna build one. I'm gonna focus on one that I didn't know that was a thing. I'm gonna. I've been. I've been trying to like keep it balanced to where I, I keep myself in in good spirits with everyone but that's oh, actually yeah. pretty fun to do it it's, that way it's virtually impossible to, to level everyone's friendship to max in one playthrough so it's kind of yeah cool. but i think she has the coolest uh super card at least that i've gotten i guess i haven't gotten all the dlc ones yet but i like hers and iron man's the best i do like iron man in that game it's fun he's uh, it's very different than the robert downey jr one all right well, yeah hey, i just looked it's not there but right. other video games game. I've been playing, if we want to keep going on the video game train, Last of Us Remake, the first one, been playing that. And then I, um, I'm i playing the RE4 remake, so Resident Evil 4 that everybody's obsessed with right now. It's rightfully so. That game is so fun. I love it. It's just so over-the-top corny, yeah, yeah. but also graphic horror. It's it's the best game, dude. It's I've the never best been able Resident to do the, the Resident sure. Evil thing. I've watched playthroughs. I like, I'll watch a whole playthrough on YouTube. I think oh, I like I love the like things jumping at you and stuff. It, it's fun, yeah. man. I didn't know I liked yeah. horror games until, until I started playing with my brother Adam, which, uh, shout out Agent Ice Tray on YouTube if you want to watch him stream, and we've done a few uh, horror games together, and it turned me on to the whole thing for sure. All right, yeah, sweet. That, look at that it came out yeah literally seconds after uh we decided to call it a night uh they were like good joke guys 902 is the time it's the ideal time to drop a trailer yeah, when we say we're gonna drop something tonight we mean 902 not nine o'clock or anything else so let's jump in let's break down the trailer and we'll just stitch the episodes together uh yep first impression i think is it's a good trailer it looks cool uh good trailer i like the soundtrack behind it uh, Nick Fury, he's looking super old, but also like he's go he's here for one last round. It felt very inspired, is what I I feel like. It feels like John Wick and the Matrix. That's how this movie feels inspired. Like the the villain guy, the scroll, he's straight up just uh, he feels like Mister Smith. That's how I felt the entire trailer. I was like, okay, so this is just Mister Smith. Got it, or Agent <laughs> Smith. <laughs> the bad guy, you mean? Uh, yes yep yeah, okay. yep uh yeah i think i think it looks cool i think it looks i mean based on the trailers i bet it's going to be more like falcon winter soldier than like an actual cool sci-fi which isn't to say like i i like falcon winter soldier i yeah, think I like that i think it's going to end up in that sort of vein it's going to have that feel to it just a little less friendly because we don't have a buddy uh cop running around with us i'd like right. to land near the car looks really cool Oh, I hear myself talking. Which yeah, is that was me making sure we were running. Yep, we're going good. Excellent. Continue. Um, yeah, I I think it looks good. I think 
the trailer looks interesting. I think it looks as good as like that early phase four stuff that they actually like, it seemed like that was planned stuff. And then it sort of got off the rails a little bit. I think it seems as good as that stuff. And like the early shows, which is, exciting. I like the idea of this being like a war that no one else is seeing. I like that quite a lot, like quite a bit. I mean, the, the name kind of implies that that's what it was going to be, but this trailer definitely backed that up that it's, he doesn't want the Avengers involved. The Avengers involved in this conflict at all. He's kind of like fighting in the shadows, type of thing, uh, fighting an evil organization. I don't know. It's it's been done before, but I, I'm excited to see a new take on it. I will say. Yeah, and I'm excited to see. I mean, Rhodey and stuff like that. I think it it leans credence that there will be cameos. I don't think there'll be quite as as high level of cameos as some people want them to be, but. The, the cameos are nice because you never know if it's going to be that character or if it's just someone in disguise. I'm excited for more Kobe Smolders. I mean, she's Agent Maria Hill has always been one of those characters is like, yeah, I mean, she literally takes over Nick Fury's job whenever <laughs> he's kind of off planet or off doing his own thing or when he's dead. And yet she doesn't really get the get the flower she deserves all the time. So it's cool that she's getting a pretty prominent role here. Um yeah, War Machine, he clearly, you know, he's going to be playing a part in this. I hope he doesn't go overboard because, I don't know, he just feels like the character they throw in to, like, relate you to the MCU. It is an and I'm like, I don't really love that because like, he is a better character than just like, okay, well, we can't have yep. one of the big guys show up. So here's, here's B-Team. Exactly. Yep. He's just relegated to that at all times, which is fine. I mean, don't be surprised if Wong shows up somehow. I yeah I like this stuff. I like the way it looked. I'm excited for the action. It seemed fun. It's I like the like the weird powers they had. Which I don't understand quite how that is a thing. It never shows that scrolls can do that, or is it is that guy different than scrolls? Like uh, he might be a super scroll, which I believe is an is a different race of scroll, which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know a whole that lot about sense. it personally, yeah. but yeah, they there's a. There's a different breed. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, mutants in our world is the way I kind of view it. The interesting, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I view it, I I mean, I know it because of uh, Marvel Snap, which shout out to that mobile game. If you guys aren't playing it, definitely jump on it. I play it mindlessly all the time. It's great. It's also free, (laughs) so get on that. Gotta love free mobile games until they aren't free anymore because you have a problem like me. That's why I don't play Marvel Snap. (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, that makes sense. I think the, the, the fun part is... Secret Wars is a big deal. I think like it's yeah. a big deal in like the the, the the nerd community. Like if you were a comic book person, it's a big deal. You know it's a big deal. I haven't read it, so I'm not it's not a big deal to me. Well, that's the interesting thing, is like I don't know. Well, I mean, it things. depends on what your what your jam is is really what it comes down to. This this comic arc didn't fall into what I considered my jam, so I didn't read it either, but I'm not opposed to it. Like maybe when we get closer to the show, I'll little read a graphic novel or two and talk about it in that context and see if we can compare and contrast like what they did good and what they, what they failed on. But the show still weighs out. I yeah. Mean, ways. Tunes of ways. I think that's yeah. our next, pro- we got guardians next and then that's following. And that's so our Marvel schedule for a while. Yeah. So I don't love that. It's so far out, but it is what it is. Um, I am excited about it. We do have, we might have Noah coming in to give us a last second uh, little addition, but we like the trailer. Noah, did you watch Secret Invasion trailer? I did. Good. Good man. Tell what us, did you think? What do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm loving the tone. I really enjoyed yeah. the, the dark, atmospheric, almost crime drama 
yeah. feel to it. So that's definitely what I'm most looking forward to. I've been trying to go on this train of, I'm not really, so this will be the only trailer that I watch. I've been trying to go into most uh, comic book things now completely blind because when you know the comics, when you read the comics and you get the littlest inkling of something, you go, all right, I already know the storyline. And they do try and change it, but I'm trying to go in. I was going to say, Noah, uh, we we just admitted, both of us, that we haven't read Secret Invasion. Did you read any part of that on the uh, while it was coming out? Or well, okay. I guess it came out prior, prior to us, right? I don't remember when that which, came out. Which but... Secret Invasion? Exactly. Which season? I've read both of them. but <laughs> okay, well, I'm good. You're the resident expert because I was like, if it doesn't fall within your jam, then it doesn't. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah, tell, tell, us, tell us tell us in the audience, what's with the, the, the superpowers that these scrolls seem to the have The super now? scroll, right? Was I right about that? <laughs> Super Scroll, yes, which Super Scroll is genuinely a Fantastic Four villain. Um, that's yep. how most people recognize him, is, is definitely taking on the powers of the Fantastic Four. Right. But um, I'm very. Uh, so I think they're definitely going to be pulling a lot of inspiration from the the Kree invasion, the secret the secret invasion, where a bunch of scroll not the Kree invasion, the scroll invasion, because they're able to metamorphosize and stuff like that. The I'm wondering on how they're going to play up. Super Scroll, like, is he different by all means? Like, the one in the uh, comics, there's, like, the one that is considered the Super Scroll, and I don't remember if he had a, a radiation or he touched base with one of the Fantastic Four and from there was able to mimic all yeah, of the powers. Yeah, I mean, powers. explaining how his power... I mean, the only one that's kind of revealed in the trailer is him extending his arm in a very Mr. Fantastic way. Also looked a little bit more like Groot to me, but <laughs> Mr. Fantastic is what yeah, we're like. so I'm wondering how he's how he got it. it. Yeah, it does seem like that they, they wanted to have a definitive bad guy, which makes sense because the last time we saw the scrolls, they Wandavision, post credit, right? So the last time we saw scrolls, yeah, I guess Wandavision yeah. post credit. But they're like the good guys. They were the good well, guys in Captain Marvel, like, so it's yeah, it's weird. Because so, I think for some reason I was like I maybe they the were super scroll idea they were. makes sense. I think the super scroll idea makes sense. That, uh, but yeah, you need to have like a main, and yeah, it's cool that he has like his minions and stuff. Did you get the Agent Smith five too, Noah, from the Matrix? Because that's that's what I was picking up on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it it definitely when they were doing like who protects you and stuff like that, I was like, okay, they're they're giving some Matrixy vibes. Like, do you trust who? I did like seeing Rhodey. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, oh, my battery is to, to die. lead into Armor Wars. Oh, you think Rhodey's gonna die? I mean, he has his. No, he said, that's not, that's my battery's gonna die. I think. I, don't, I mean, I think. Oh, I think someone will die, but it'll be a bait. It'll be a. It'll be a scroll. Um, which is showed and they gave it away on the on the one character, uh, the agent, which is interesting. It does. I wonder if it's gonna do any like retroactive sort of. He was a scroll the whole time, kind of things, or just in the moment there's scrolls now. Like, are we gonna find out that the whole time Rhodey was a scroll? That'd be interesting. Oh, that'd See, be now wild. That's, the that, I was gonna scroll. ask you guys because the whole point of Secret Invasion, when they first introduced Secret Invasion in the comics, anyone and everyone could have been a scroll. Do you think right. they're going to Ooh. retroactively make someone a scroll who's been a scroll this entire time? And if so, who do you think? I think it's gonna, gonna be, be someone small. The one, be someone it, small. it has to be someone small Shannon. because, like, yeah, it's someone like that. 
Yeah, like what Agent Thirty Seven? That's what Shannon is, right? That, that one will work. You, you get thirteen. Yeah, what I say thirty seven. That's uh, that's what, Dick Grayson's agent name. <laughs> what's his face from the Black Panther movies? Uh, Martin Freeman's character. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Martin, uh, Martin Short's character. Ross. No, not Ross. Uh, yeah. I don't know. His name, but it, no, it Ross. You're thinking of Thunder. Yeah, Ball. no, I know Thaddeus Ross. I know. <laughs> I got it. it doesn't, <laughs> Some, doesn't somewhere, something matter. like that would make sense. <laughs> you know. Everett, but thank I, you. Good lord. I don't think it'll be anyone who was ever like a titular character. It, it's not going to be anyone. We got to keep in mind like who's gotten hurt on camera and like if at that point, like did they bleed or I don't know if scrolls have that same ability? Like did they heal quickly? There's a lot of weird things that expose shapeshifters in comic books and movies and things like that. So I don't know. We'll see. You're probably right though. It's going to be someone that like showed up in the background of <laughs> one Marvel movie in 2011. <laughs> All right, coach has they officially died. All right, been there. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's, no, uh, that's in, good. In terms of like the the trailer, huh? Go ahead. No, you're good. Oh. oh no, I was just gonna say in terms of the trailer. Uh, again, as someone who's been kind of going out of his pocket, it did make me excited for Marvel again, in a very small way. But I have been feeling like the TV shows have been hitting a lot better than the movies have lately. And I, I know so. that's yeah. fantastic. It's a tough one. Well, Quantumanium was not what anyone really wanted it to be. A couple of people really liked it, but most people were just calling it mid. And surprisingly, because Wakanda Forever was what it was, like there were certain things that people loved about it, but then there were other things that just were overkill, like that whole battle on the freight liner with the midnight angel. That thing drives me nuts, dude. I'm so glad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Losty boys. Sorry. I'm allowed to die coach. Yeah. We, we kind of assumed by your battery almost being dead, but <laughs> glad you're glad you're with us in spirit. <laughs> I, I do think that, but for me, I think the reason that I was saying that the TV shows are, have been hitting a little bit more, I know for most people, my wife's show was not everyone's cup of tea which is She-Hulk. Um, yeah, but, fair enough. <laughs> but it did give you... The, what TV shows do better than movies is it feels like a, it, it, it feels like a comic in terms that it's episodic. You yep. are getting the next chapter. You're getting the next issue. They can the lean on the episode. cliffhanger thing. Yeah, you're right. You, that's, a, that's a very good point, Noah, because that's... That's the main difference that I guess non-comic book readers don't really get because there's a difference between like a graphic novel that was written as a graphic novel and then there's the collections of a series. Because if you get a graphic novel that's a collection of like Nightwing 1 through 7, then you get like six cliffhangers kind of thing that trying trying to get you to read further into the story. But if you read a, something like uh, Batman The Killing Joke, it's a very cohesive unit that goes from front to back more like a movie. So this this one definitely feels like the type of thing that it's going to work a lot better as a TV show as opposed to a movie because you know you can you can have I don't know a build up and tear down plus it's just longer I mean Secret Invasion if I remember correctly it ran for a good couple years like it wasn't like a short storyline so doing it as a as a TV show is definitely the the way to go yeah and and I think. They just need to really work on the fact, like you said, is like uh, leaving those cliffhangers because that's when the movies can come in and answer a bunch of questions. And these are like the TV shows are very much like 
the prelude series or like oh oh you want to get into to spider-verse here read read like the prelude the prelude or the lead in yeah yeah that think- there's always that that bit too uh, someone just commented, it might be coach. I don't know. It says Facebook user, but even if it's better as TV, will it get the respect that it deserves from the audience? Uh, that's a fair point because, you know, there's the movie goer Marvel fans. And then there's the, there's, I don't know the, if you want to call them the true blue Marvel fans that, you know, subscribe to Disney plus and are there every week when the, when the episodes are dropping and there's nothing wrong with either of them, but I think, um, it is coach and he loves you both Good, Glad to, glad to know that coach. <laughs> But yeah, it won't get as much respect. But at the same time, it's in continuity. So no matter what you do, eventually someone's going to get a Disney Plus like free subscription or whatever. And they're going to go through and watch all of the Marvel shows. It might not show directly on what's going to be happening for the next movie. Like it might take a little while for people to catch up. But I I think it's going to work out pretty well. Because I don't, I don't think this one will work at all as a movie. I'll just say that straight up. It, it feels like too large and feels too a little too complicated too like trying to fit the pieces exactly there are, there are way too many moving pieces there's so many like there's a whole storyline here and i get that like you can fit a lot within a movie especially with the new three hour time limit that everybody seems to be hitting but at the same time nothing's going to compare to i don't know how many episodes is going to be six to ten somewhere in there that's how many episodes yeah. this show is going to be and i think we're going to need every minute of it and i honestly like the fact it, it's kind of interesting how we've moved over to the tv aspect because like civil war theoretically should have been its own limited series but uh in terms of what coach uh question about like is it gonna get the respect i think and i mean i might be throwing this to the wind but i feel like the tv series in terms of recognition has always been superior people paid attention to wandavision as i was just a, as a i was gonna level thing acting was, wise stuff like that so much bigger than just end game or as much as those make billions of dollars when you look at the grass root of it all when you look at like the individual pieces the tv shows are the ones that are have consistently been getting recognition Listen, I, I, I mean, in the age, I know I'm sound like a little bit of an old fart, but in this age, like the streaming age, everybody, like they watch their TV shows. They like to watch a whole series. Like, um, my wife is an example. She definitely prefers the TV show way of storytelling. It's, it's a lot harder to get her to sit down and watch a two hour movie as opposed to breaking it apart in a six part episode where things can build and, you know, essentially, you know build into some great thing by the end of it i think it's a it's a it's a it's two different ways of telling a story and like i already said that this one feels like they need to take advantage of the the long it's it's more of a marathon for this one and yeah good point like how many emmys did wandavision win a lot (laughs) and how many oscars has marvel won outside of the costuming i mean a couple (laughs) i mean the costuming (laughs) like i know we almost got our angela bassett which uh our queen was robbed, and I uh, I will not stand for this, except I can do nothing about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, at that same time, like, I think that's what, like, Marvel needs to to recognize. Even, even DC, like, I feel like DC won something for, like, a Doom Patrol or something, like, way back when. It might have been costumes, but it was something very, 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 like, far back. But yeah, TV is better for comic book storytelling, in my opinion. And then when you want to have that big bombastic 
make you a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. I, I think the way Marvel's doing things, it, things right now, it makes sense that they're taking lesser known characters, giving them a TV show and then having their big guys take the swing with the exception of Ant-Man. I think that was a mistake to give him four movies, like what, a, or three movies, whatever. What, a, what are we doing here? He's not, he's not that big of a character, but outside of Ant-Man, everybody else is kind of heavy hitters. That's giving, getting the movies. And then like characters like Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel that are all super fun to watch doing them in a, TV show format was much better for the character because can you imagine trying to tell the entire story of Moon Knight in one movie? It just it, it wouldn't track. I don't think. I think it had, that one. That one's one of the ones where it just had to be a TV show. And you're right. We have to keep in mind that like comics are the source material, and by and large, they come out once per month. That's how comic books work, and that's how the storylines carry over. It's like when you take a novel and bring it to a film. That makes a lot of sense. But if you're taking a comic book that was a 12-issue run, that makes sense as, you know, an eight-episode TV show. And I get that there's a there's a level of respect that these shows don't get. But I, I that's that's gonna change soon, man. I, I think I think it's the best way it's in I the can works. put it. The best way I can put it, and and it's because Japan's been doing this for years, is manga. Yep. Manga translate really well into anime, anime because it's yes, episodic once a week once a month what have you they can do chapter by chapter the reason that most manga like adaptations of like dragon ball z and stuff like that don't work as movies because you have so much to tell in a short amount it's of time too much there's too much to like yeah there, you're just eating too much there's too much on your plate and trying to break it down in a two and a half hour three hour movie it's just for the most part, it's not something you can do. It's not the smart way to do it because you're leaving too much like quality stuff on the cutting room floor. You're uh, you're really putting the fans at just uh, you're doing them a disservice at that point. You're robbing them of this really good storytelling. And I don't think that like I don't think that should be a problem. I get the less people are going to watch the shows, but the people that you're getting to watch the shows are the more important fans, in my opinion, because a lot of people go to the movies and it's great, but I think we can see that every movie, oh, Noah's getting a phone call. Every movie we see, like the, the box office is going further and further down for the most part. There's a couple of exceptions, but I think movie theater, they're not dying, but there's definitely less interest when you, they have same day streaming sometimes or uh, Netflix, they've started dropping movies like a week early in theaters. And I can't imagine those box office numbers are great because people are just like, oh, it's going to be on Netflix next week. What am I going to go to the movies for when I can just watch it on my couch later? And I think of this post-COVID world, TV shows is really the, the, the best and only way to go about. Uh, well, not the only way, because we still got a Spider-Man movie that we can drop every couple of years. That'll make us a billion dollars, which is great. And, and by us, I mean, I was going to say that, that certain people. <laughs> Certain characters do have that luxury. We have yes. our our Spider-Man, our Batman, our Superman, where, yeah, you could throw out a Batman movie because he has so many different stories and he has so many different graphic novels that you can tell two-hour, three-hour-long Batman because you don't need to show his parents dying. We know his parents died. Yeah, we know there's there's certain characters that. that are just in the zeitgeist of humanity. And you're right. You just hit the main three. It's like everybody knows who each of those characters are. They know at least most of their origin story. We can just, you know, uh, cut the nonsense beforehand and just get to the real deal. That's that's really all we have to do. Like the Batman was a great example of that. They're like, hey, this is Batman year 
two or whatever. And moving on. We're not going to touch on his stupid parents dying for the sixth time on the cinema. You know this is Batman. Here's a new story featuring characters in a new light, and I think that's great. But if you tried to take, again, a character like Moon Knight, you can't do that because no one knows who he is. (laughs) You have to give him a TV show where you get a couple of episodes to explain who this guy is, what his powers are, how he's going to affect the MCU as a whole. But there's there's big swingers, you know, the big hater hitters. You put keep putting them in theaters. But I don't know if I quite agree with the idea of uh, Disney Plus cutting back on TV shows. I know I kind of go back and forth on that because I don't want things to get oversaturated. But there's certain stories that just have to be told in that format. I I think three and three works out really well. That gives you six projects a year. Yep. That is one every two months. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a smart way to do it because it's not expecting the audience to do too much because, I mean, the year 2022, we had a lot of TV shows. They were almost back to back to back, alternating between those shows and the Star Wars shows. And it was a great time to be a fan and a host of the Marvel Stuff podcast, obviously, because we had (laughs) something new to talk about every week. But at the same time, it's just like it almost felt like a chore. You know, it's not as much fun anymore. So there's there's a happy medium that I think they're slowly starting to find. And I'm, I'm excited for the future of the MCU, uh, which is something that not you can't always say because they've been uh, they fumble the ball every once in a while, which is something yeah. we couldn't have said 10 years ago. 10 years ago would have been 2013. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe Iron Man Two wasn't the ball. <laughs> we were like, yeah, yeah we I was gonna like say I, they were getting ready to fumble the ball with with uh, Iron Man Three, and I, again, I don't even think that that's their fault. I think that was more behind the scenes issues. Yep, no doubt. Well, Noah, uh, uh, just uh, what's what are you most excited about for Secret Division, and we'll uh, kind of close it out at that point. Oh, I'm so excited to see my man's again. I've I've been missing like. It's so intriguing how they've truly made Nick Fury feel so needed in the MCU and to not really have Samuel L. Jackson for what felt like what felt a like while, a while, dude. He'll time. do a quick cameo every once in a while. You gotta give the guy respect. He's like 60 hustle and making three projects a year. I mean, he's he's the man. And he, that's the best part about Nick Fury, the comic book character and the way that he's getting translated to the MCU. Like he is kind of just this just quiet power that doesn't always have to be presence for you to know that he's there. And you know, that's how I that's how I feel about it. Someone just said I low-key look forward to Amelia Clark the most. Uh they stole what I was gonna say. I agree. Uh Daenerys is my queen, so uh <laughs> keep getting her in the MCU <laughs> is gonna be sick. I'm really excited to see her. Um I hope that they give her a pretty good character. Yeah, I'm intrigued on she's... what her her role. Yeah. Yes. Yep, her role I is agree. my and biggest thing. Is like, I don't know who she is yet. <laughs> I mean, we're like, uh, we're gonna find daughter. out. Oh, oh, oh I well, thought there it was you already announced. <laughs> it might. It probably yeah, is announced. I just didn't know that Calus's for sure. Daughter. Okay, well that's cool. I'm into it. Uh, Amelia Clark's great, and I'm excited to see her uh, future MCU projects. You're looking forward to more classic Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, let him say and the fa- yeah, for four. Now they now now we're getting two Fantastic Four hit three almost if you think about it with the scientist from WandaVision and now uh, we had um the doc oh the, the, no, the doctor doing from, the... yeah the teacher from 
from MIT. Um, yeah, we had the with the the box with the stamp for uh, Latveria or whatever. When uh, what was it Moon Knight? And I, like yeah, there's a, there's a lot of cameos they're building up for Fantastic Four. And yeah, me and Coach talked about and that now just Super a Scroll. Bit. Like it's just. It's coming, guys. I hope everyone's excited for Marvel's first family to make their triumphant return to the screen. Uh, we got to see a quick sneak preview of John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic, and that was that was all well and good. But uh, Fantastic Four, it's you need more. The, the last time they did a film, they really fumbled the ball there, and it kind of left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But these characters are awesome. <laughs> Let's not forget that they're they're legendary. I please like please give me a true translation of the the uh, fantastic four it's gonna it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah we haven't gotten one in. i i honestly don't believe that we've gotten one we got you didn't like the first kind of good in the first one it, the first one is the closest that i can get but watching like going back and watching it it was in that era that i was talking to uh one of my close friends about it's in that middle ground between camp and leather daddy of the marvel cinematic uh, like yeah, the Marvel uh-huh. universe. you're you're right yeah. about that because it was just it was right <laughs> early 2000s right there with the x-men and their uh their biker their biker outfits yeah yeah that daredevil ghost rider but also you had like spider-man and the fantastic four which were like your campsite your little jokes here and there your quips the throwing in the theme song in some random way and then you had your leather daddy which was your daredevil your dark gritty for no reason other than like oh we got to make someone like look at this. I mentioned in earlier in the episode that I'm a goth enthusiast, so anything that's remotely gothic, sign me up. And uh, Daredevil <laughs> being a sad boy in church, yeah, <laughs> sign me up for more of that. <laughs> Go Evanescence in the background while Electra's stabbing sandbags. I don't care, man. <laughs> that's sick. That's that Leather uh, Daddy era. And here's the thing: I enjoy Leather Daddy era. It's really funny. It's great. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But it was also that era of you were either getting camp like some of these jokes don't land anymore rewatch rewatch i know i know well it's hard for any film to age or show it's just like things become less and you know things become more problematic and less uh nice to see later in life but you know you gotta you just gotta respect that they were what they were at the time and uh we uh, we have uh, fond memories of them uh yep love fantastic four can't wait to see more of them uh noah do you have anything else you wanted to talk about because you missed the first section of the episode here uh spider-man game coming in september hope you're excited looks like it might be a two-player thing so if you want to stream some good stuff or be miles and peter that might be fun my dude uh other than that um i would i'm just i just picked up um the fall of x oh that's the that's the newer one right yeah, I've really been trying to get back into X-Men. It's it's hard because it's confusing. Well, they did that whole <laughs> Krakoa storyline where they're all on Krakoa now, which is like, it's it's a cool idea that it's the mutant island, but I miss our mansion in Westchester, man. Like, give me back to the Xavier Institute. That's that's the true, true X-Men to me. Yeah, I, I've been trying to keep up on Wolverine a little bit. I've given up on it two or three times, and then I come back, and it's like, I, I like the story. I love that character, but... This is not the uh, the X Men Renaissance in the comic books right now, so hopefully they uh, yeah. kind of picked that up a bit. But the idea that it's Avengers X Men and the Eternals, like they're doing the Axe storyline. Yeah, cool. and I've been enjoying Axe. I've been reading a little bit of Axe. Uh, I want to get uh, there's a Gambit has his first solo series in like forever. Um, so I'm yeah. really really excited about reading that because he's been a character that I've always liked, but I've never 
paid attention to his background because it's so he's been my confusing. second favorite X Men <laughs> always. He's he's great. He was I, I liked him in the uh, the eighties TV show or and the nineties TV show. The, when it was the, involved, the, the animated. Yes, yes. That, 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 Cajun that was my accent, jam. Y'all, Cajun accent. Yeah, it did it for me. <laughs> him and him and Rogue, they were a fun couple to follow. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, we won't talk about that too much. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you guys for joining for that uh, quick reaction. Actually, it wasn't even a quick reaction. Thank you for another half-hour episode talking about <laughs> Secret Invasion here. We appreciate every one of you for hopping in. I saw a lot of people jumping in the comments, and uh, we love seeing those numbers on the live streams. And Share with your friends. Uh, check the poll this week, and we will be doing a quiz at a different point, we'll get Noah uh, for that and then see if he can yeah, smoke let me, me ace in this some quest of. Anyway, in the words of the Immortal Coach, have fun, but not too much fun without us. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.